Welcome, everyone. My name is Ryan Pitts. And this is Mitchell Krasis. And this is the Hustler Nation. All right. Well, we have a very special guest today. Uh, we have Pete Caputa, who is the VP of Sales for a company called HubSpot. Um, and we'll let Pete explain what HubSpot is in a moment because there are nuances before I, I say what it, what it is. But, uh, Pete, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, so much. Ryan. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hello, Mitchell. <laughs> um, awesome. So I guess before we get started, for those listeners who aren't familiar with HubSpot, um, can you give us a – can you explain to our listeners what you guys do? Of course, yep. Um, so we are a marketing and sales software platform. It's software as a service, as I think most software companies are these days. Uh, and we started as a marketing software company back in '06 uh, with the idea of making internet marketing, or what we call inbound marketing, uh, more easy, easily done for uh, small, mid-sized businesses. So there's a bunch of tools in there, everything from a content management system to a blogging platform to tools to build landing pages, to capture leads, SEO and social tools to grow traffic, uh, email marketing and marketing automation tools to nurture leads, a whole slew of analytics in there to measure pretty much everything so you can figure out uh, what's growing traffic, growing leads when you uh, our team acquire new clients or customers uh, so that you can improve over time. And then about two years ago, we expanded into the software, sales software space. Uh, so we have a customer relationship management system that's free, used by tens of thousands of companies at this point. Um, and then a whole suite of what we call sales acceleration tools, uh, things like uh, the ability to send email newsletters, or I'm sorry, email uh, prospecting emails, uh, you know, a templating tool to, to, to track when people open it and alert the salesperson when somebody opens an email. Uh, calling tools, a whole whole slew of stuff in there that that helps salespeople be more efficient. Okay. All right. So, well, Mitchell, lead us off. What, what's your first question yeah. for Pete? Well, Pete, we we always um, we always start with you know what, asking our guests, you know, what is your your version of a hustler, um, and that that's really what we're about at Hustler Nation is, you know, just just creating collaborating a, a nation of hustlers together. So uh, if you wouldn't mind just, just starting us off with that, you know, in your your world, my, what is what's my version? It's not a word. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll admit I don't use the word that often. Um, I think it means like one of two things to me. One is like just somebody that works really hard, is passionate about what they're doing, has a, a goal, a personal goal that's important to them, and they're going to do what it takes to, to achieve it. And I think there's probably mm -hmm. the negative connotation of like somebody that does deals, um, kind of takes advantage of people. Probably like a, you know right. somebody running running for president these days. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it that that is the sad truth. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, it, and typically, you know, we we do, uh, you know, we know that HubSpot is is really, you know, what you mentioned earlier has a has a inbound model um and very yep. you know very proud about it and very very outspoken about it and it's awesome um and typically a lot of the people we do talk to they have this 
they have an outbound model that they follow. You know, so so more yeah. of those those tr- traditional S uh, models that you know you might be aware of. So what right. what I was really interested in is, you know, how do you kind of merge, you know, merge that hustler of what you just said to this inbound model that that you're talking about? Good question. Um, uh, a lot of people well, have actually, a misconception. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Could, could you share with our no, viewers, no. you know, the, the inbound approach um, that, that oh, HubSpot right. talks about? Yeah, so the inbound, like our thesis from, you know, 10 whatever years ago was that the way buyers buy and shop and research has and will continue to train change quite drastically. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the way for companies to acquire new clients uh, is to focus on attracting them and pull in, in, into the top of their funnel and then pulling them down right to the point where uh, they're educated enough about your product, your offering, your company that they actually want to talk to you uh, and they're reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you know, we we say we pioneered that concept. In reality, what we did is we put together a lot of things that a lot of people were doing and just made a methodology out of it. So we have this thing called the inbound mm-hmm. marketing methodology. Uh, it's like a, a multi-step process that um, we teach marketers to follow that, that does very reliably grow traffic, leads, and sales if they put the effort in. Uh, and so that's that's inbound uh, marketing. Uh, what we realized about two years ago is, is when we started building the sales software is that we had spent a lot of time helping marketers do that. But in meanwhile, salespeople are, for the most part, just cold calling all day or uh, at this point, salespeople send spam all day. They, they don't call it spam, mm-hmm. but I do. Um, pretty much they're sending the same damn message to the same, to different people over and over again. So, uh, they don't have uh, permission to send to, um, so, uh, so that's when we started talking about, well, what's, what does inbound mean to salespeople? Um, was that, is it, did I answer the question correctly? Yeah. Around what inbound is, you think? Okay. Yeah, no, you did a great job. And yeah, I, I think, um, you know, now the the follow up question is where where does the you know where where does the hustler fit in this inbound model? Yep. Um, so I got started to say I think that there's a lot of marketers and, and salespeople that have the wrong impression of inbound. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there teaching outbound. I won't name any names. I, I like a lot of them, um, and, and they're ba- they basically say that. It, inbound is this reactive thing uh, where you're waiting for your prospect to call you. And if you want to be successful in sales, you can't sit back and wait for your prospect to call you. Um, And that's true, I think, to a certain extent, although um, what you put into inbound is what you get out of it. Uh, So the more you do, more inbound you do, the more more you get. Um, But I'd also say that inbound doesn't have to be reactive uh, and that it actually uh, can be very proactive. Uh, so where we spent a lot of time the last decade or so is teaching marketers to do inbound. I think the next wave is that salespeople actually take on some of their own marketing efforts, um, creating content or at least um, repurposing content, promoting content, connecting with people on social, doing all the things that marketers um, to do uh, to, to mm-hmm. get their own name. Salespeople need to do this to get their own name out there. Um, and then when we practice inbound marketing and you, when you are generating inbound leads, 
uh, it's very pro you have to be very proactive. So as soon as somebody's visiting your website or filling out a form on your website, um, we we follow up and we teach our customers to follow up. It's just the way that you do it is different. It's not, hey, I think you could use my product, or hey, I help people like this. It's, hey, I noticed you were interested in this. Is that something I could help with? And mm-hmm. uh, there's a little bit of a nuance in the way that I think inbound salespeople need to reach out and they have to be a lot more helpful. Uh, it's less about spitting out your value prop and seeing if it sticks or not. It's more about responding to the clues that the buyer is leaving, whether that's on your website or in social media. Um, and so there's a lot, you know, assuming you have a market and there's lots of people that could buy your product, uh, there's really, there's, there's, the inbound is very scalable and can be very proactive. Awesome. So, Pete, I want to ask you, um, maybe I'll touch on some of the, uh, maybe the stereotypes associated with the two and get your thoughts yep. on this. So maybe an old school or traditional selling model, let's refer to it as an outbound model, um, sure. where you almost have this high energy alpha type of personality um, versus, and one of the things I, I referenced um, in one of your slides was, was uh, a- ambiverted, an ambiverted oh, yeah. uh, individual with n- yep. with this this essentially inbound model. I don't know. Just talk to us a little bit about the two. So because I think you, you alluded to it, and it's something uh, Mitchell's touching on with the question. Yeah, um, I, th- I think if if we if we think of outbound, I'm sure most of your listeners have seen like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or something like that. If we think of outbound as like the Alec Baldwin guy that that's out there closing, and it's all about him, right? Um, and he's extroverted, and he's going to knock on as many doors as he can, and he doesn't give a shit whether they whether they respond. I think some of that, and you're going to be a little surprised. I think that some of that is still very important in sales, even in an inbound model or in a, mm-hmm. in a company that gets inbound leads. Um, you have to be driven. You have to have your own goals. You have to, to a certain extent, have a thick skin. Um, just because an inbound lead is uh, coming to your website doesn't mean that they want to talk to you or they're going to be nice to you when you call. Um, so I, I think that that's still important. There's, that extroversion is still important. Um, but I do think that in an inbound world where buyers um, kind of expect to be educated uh, before they're sold, um, it, you need to you need to be a thinker as a salesperson. You have to think critically. You have to be constantly learning. Um, you have to be reading. You have to be writing. Writing, I think, is, is something that way more salespeople should do. It just helps with improved communication. Um, you have to ask questions more than you pitch. Um, so I think that that introverted side, uh, that that person that tends to want to sit in a room and and read and learn, um, comes in really handy when when you're talking to a buyer that's much more empowered, much more intelligent, much more educated uh, than they were uh, just a few years ago when the internet wasn't the first place we went to when we wanted to buy something. So it's interesting. It's almost like you're saying. It's not that the drive and the ambition is not there, uh, but the delivery has changed based on the marketplace and what prospects and customers have access to. They have access to more information. Yeah, so you gotta you got to bring your A game, right? You can't just repeat the same stuff that's on your website. You actually have to, to ask questions and adapt what you do and, and, and how you help people to their situation, the buyer's situation. So share a little bit about your story because from what I've – the research I've done with you is you're a 
a self-taught uh, or you learned selling. So tell us, share a little bit about your story. I hope we all learned selling. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm an engineer. I went to school for engineering and I did that for uh, about six years. Uh, that was, and then the, the first dot com crash happened actually. And that's when I went back to school and learned how to code. So uh, a little bit of a contrarian. Um, I wasn't the only one, I'm sure, but I, I saw the potential that the internet, the crash was a temporary setback. Uh, and so I started a startup right during that that time. Um, didn't really know how to run a business. I didn't know how to sell. Um, and so I hired a sales coach, a guy named Rick Roberge. Um, he worked at, I worked with uh, Dave Carlin, who you might know uh, mm-hmm. from Objective Management Group, uh, and uh, went through their sales training classroom and then relied on Rick as my sales coach. Uh, for about a year, and and he helped me learn how to sell. I went from, you know, the, I think the year prior to hiring Rick, I booked about thirty thousand dollars in revenue, and then I did um, uh, ninety thousand in the three months after. So I learned how to sell there, and I was delivering the services as well as selling. Um, but ended up setting my business down and joining HubSpot because I just couldn't figure out how to make my business profitable. Um, but uh, did did in the process learn how to sell uh, consultatively. Cool. Is that where you were you're getting at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it's I think it's instructive for people to hear uh other people's stories in terms of where you started and, and kind of your path. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean I, I, think, know, I in, think like every, a lot of people I thought sales was just something you knew how to do, right? There was no sales course at my engineering school, so um but so once I realized that there's actually a process and a method to it and there's techniques and tactics that are um, learnable. Uh, it was uh, it was really eye-opening and created a foundation for my career and uh, helped me be successful at HubSpot as well. Yeah, um, and, I mean you took you took the words right out of my mouth. Just you know, I <laughs> think I think a lot of people. No, no, no. It, it's it's awesome. It, it's, you know, a lot of people think, I think when they think sales, they have a, a, a picture in their mind, um, you know, probably going back to that Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, um, Alex yeah. Baldwin scene. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're you're just an example of how that, that's always not the case, um, you know, that you can still be very successful and you don't have to basically be an a-hole, um, <laughs> exactly. you know, to, to put it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, yeah. you mentioned something before earlier uh, about there's a lot of myths about the inbound model. And I think we touched on one, you know, this idea that it, it's just reactive, that you just sit and kind of wait uh, for, for leads to come in. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to see, you know, are, are there any other big, big myths uh, that you kind of want to, I would just want to open the floor to that, you know, that, you know, to yeah. use your time to, to debunk those, those myths. Sure. Yeah, I think the big one is that you you sit and wait, right? Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. startups are given the advice that you have to do outbound first uh, because inbound takes so much time. Um, okay. and so that's probably the second one that we hear that's, that's, that's I think somewhat related to the reactive thing. Uh, but there are ways, especially now, to generate leads very quickly, uh, whether that's through social stuff, like publishing content on social, um, 
doing co-marketing with companies that already have an audience that are tangential related mm-hmm. to your business um and uh and even just if you know assuming you have a business and you have a website and you have anything on there improving the conversion rate is a big one a lot of people think that they have to grow their traffic to get more leads but there's actually ways to engineer and get more leads from the same amount of traffic just by doing uh conversion rate optimization and so mm-hmm. there are a lot of different ways to get more leads fast. Now, if you took $100 million in, in venture capital and you got nothing going on, you got no social following, no search traffic, no content, like, yeah, you're going to have to do outbound if you need sales right away. Um, but I think most companies that raise a little bit of money um, and have a little bit of traction uh, underestimate the impact that inbound can have if, if they prioritize it. Um, so that would be another one. Another one, I think, is that like you, you can't use inbound to sell to big companies. That's crap too. Um, you know, big companies have lots of people that are involved in making decisions, and you you may not be able to pull every one of the influencers and decision makers into your funnel through inbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but content comes into play and can be used in the sales process. You can also get generally get lower level employees um, to convert on your website. Yeah, the CEO of a you know, a, a billion dollar company isn't going to go downloading white papers all day and taking phone calls. Um, but, you know, their marketing manager or their sales manager, or HR manager, whoever you sell to, um, is certainly going to be out there looking for ways to improve the way they do their jobs. Uh, and so using content uh, is actually uh, pretty key uh, to selling to big companies. I'd say those are the three big ones that we hear quite a bit. Cool. So, Pete, I want to ask you. Uh, in, in conclusion, and Mitchell, if you have anything you want to add on the end of this, um, please do so. I want to give our listeners some, as much some tactical takeaways, something they could go back and use. Uh, and and we, I've not prepared you for this, so um, here we go. So I am a, let's say, territory sales rep. Um, I, I, I really own my territory. I mean, I might as well be, you know, an entrepreneur, or let's say I'm an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, uh, or a small business owner. What are what are some of the things from a from a sales perspective? Meaning, I see myself as a salesperson first and foremost, and I maybe have some of the traditional selling ideology in my mind, and I and I'm crushing cold calls, and I'm like. You know, by hook or by crook, man, I, I may have to use yeah. this canned email, and you know it works, and it's it's kind of right. what I know. Yeah, I what, are, what is how much time should I spend, and what should I be doing in terms of, you know, the content development, or, or what, where would you say where should I put my focus? Yeah, um, great question. I will give you the very practical answer, and maybe even a way to get started. Um, but first, I think I should preface it with like. Doing some level of marketing for yourself uh, online is the only way you'll ever get scale as a salesperson. Um, yeah, you, know, you might, you might, uh, and and so like with with outbound, right? You're not really making any friends except for that 0.001 person percent of people that actually become a client or customer and like and like you, right? And value your service. So like you're making all those calls that just don't go anywhere. And yeah, maybe that you leave a little bit of impression on their voicemail, but I don't I think that most people don't listen to voicemails these days. Um so uh, but if you were to go and 
you know, connect with your buyers on social, especially let's just say LinkedIn to be really practical, and you were to use LinkedIn Pulse to publish some kind of content that's related to what you do, but not a pitch, um, and you just simply monitor which of your prospects actually like that, comment on it, share it, uh, and use that as a way to connect. Um, they're, you're you're actually building something, right? And maybe if you, you don't even connect with them, but they maybe over six month period they read five of your articles, they're going to be much more likely to take your phone call because they're going to see you as somebody that actually is adding value. They're going to know a little bit more about what you do, uh, and they're going to maybe even recognize your name. So, I think um, to answer your question of like how much time you should put into it, I recommend doing something very consistently. So even if it's small, if it's one LinkedIn Pulse article a month, um, you know, do that. Just do something very consistently. It takes some level of consistency before you see any results. But the the, the reps that do it, the companies that do it, um, do get better results over time. So once again, it's like the only way that I know of that gives a salesperson some level of scale where they're actually building an asset that's going to help them in the future. And I think the pro- the reason that most salespeople don't do it is they're too notoriously focused on the short term, on what they're going to close this week or this month or this quarter, and they're not thinking about how they're going to build the top of their funnel, uh, you know, at the at even this quarter or just this year, right, uh, a little bit longer term uh, horizon. Yeah. So that's what I would suggest is, is, you know, spend an hour a week, maybe an hour a day, whatever it takes to get something going and just be consistent about it. And eventually you'll start to see that buyers come to you uh, or buyers take your call a little more willingly. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Wow. Well, I mean, Brian, that was, that was actually my, my very last question. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you, you asked it. <laughs> so, so we're good. <laughs> we, yeah, no, we got everything out of Pete. <laughs> well, I, I will say that I I've written everything. a lot about this stuff. Not to to plug too much, but I've I've given away a lot of this playbook um, in two places. One is uh, the HubSpot sales blog. Uh, I've published a lot there, uh, tens of thousands of words at this point. Um, so, and then also HubSpot, we put together a free sales training course. Uh, if you Google HubSpot free sales training, uh, it comes right up, or I think even free sales training, it'll come right up. Uh, and a lot of the selling methodologies, the inbound selling methodologies uh, that we use to scale HubSpot to a big company, a relatively big company, um, we've packaged that up and um, into a training program that other companies can use, use and uh, can take and apply to their own business. Well, that's great. Awesome. So for those of you listening, you can find those resources there. Uh, Pete, thanks a bunch for doing this. This is uh, this is Pete Caputo, the VP of Sales for HubSpot. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. I enjoyed it um, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to wax poetic on this stuff. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, Pete.